Welcome to the Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and we talk with our mouths full. I'm David. And I'm Jack. Welcome to another episode of Tan and Chill. Today we're going to be uh, answering the questions that you sent to us on Instagram at the Artist Notepad. But before we head right on into those, David, mm-hmm. how you doing? Jackie boy, my friend, my buddy, my pal. I'm doing very well, my friend. I'm eating my Doritos party size mm-hmm. from Costco, 2.5 health star rating. Um, That's what we like. What we don't really like to hear that, but... And I'm sipping know. on my Zetho, Zytho Brewing Zesty Pale Ale. How's that? Not that great, to be honest. <laughs> mm, doesn't sound great. Hey, sounds like a lab experiment, Zytho. Yeah, it sounds like um a high school kid was like, hey, what if like we we made like a lemon pale ale and like call it like zesty? Uh, Zytho. But it's not that great. It's like I give it like a three point five out of ten. Well, it's better than the the health star rating on your on your chips. Yeah, so man. That, you know, that's something. Does that? Yeah, man. Um, you know what's what else is fun? Before I ask, well, how you doing? Is these what else is fun? David? Ushi, you know these ushi things you get from Woolies. No, are you showing me right now? Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what the? That's weird, man. Yeah, man. We've got that exact same one on my table upstairs. I, no I way. didn't know what they were, but I just saw it on the table. This guy and must be that a, same thing. a common one. It looks like a. It's is it the dude from Star Wars? The yeah. um stormtrooper or star, you know the guy star trooper? No, no. The uh, it's the 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 big bad of the the, no, it's the not. newest trilogy oh is it yeah what's his name Ky- kylo ren is that his name is this kylo ren and then next to i think it, it might be i have yoda and yoda's glowing ah the dark. yoda there you yeah. go yoda glows in the dark does he yeah he just stares at me while i try to sleep these days what is it with you <laughs> being so creeped out by anything related to yoda you you got a Dude, bit of a Yoda has fear no there. white in his eyes, and that's demonic, bro. That's scary to me. Mm. But Jack, enough about me. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, man, it's been a good day. It's been a good day. Um, I think, as the kids say, uh, the weather was lit today. Um, <laughs> it was lit. Time for it's just just to backtrack. Time for Jack's weather report. Yeah, and the weather was um. Around, I think it was around 28 degrees today, um, at least where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, sun was shining. It was a bit, bit grimmer in the morning, but it cleared up into a beautiful day. I managed to get out, go to the park. Um, nice. Yeah, get some running in. Um, How long did you yeah. run for? Well, actually, I, I bought a new football or soccer ball for you. Um, other Aussies. people who call it soccer um, and Americans. And I, I wanted to just like give that a run out because my, my older ball, it's, it's, I thought I was just really bad. Mm-hmm. And I think partly that is the case. But the other case is that for some reason in that old ball, I don't know if this happens to most old footballs, but the sweet spot of the ball started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So it was like I was kicking it and the ball would just sort of fly off in <laughs> some random direction. Okay. And so I, I, so I got this new ball and thankfully <laughs> I wasn't as bad as I'd feared. And when I was kicking this one, it was, you know, Nice and nice and clean. Is there one the of those, those? much better. It's a fresh ball, so when you kick it, it makes that ping sound. 
That ping. I've never heard a bull make that sound before. Maybe it's too high pitched from my from my voice, but I've heard some bulls make that sound. Mm. Okay. Just use some pitch correction and lower that bad boy, and then. Mm. Don't think I will. I don't think I will. You will. Don't worry. When you edit this. Anyways. But <laughs> today, David, we're going to be answering some fan questions yes. because we're too lazy to sort anything out ourselves. So oh. this way, you guys can basically choose the, t- the topics that we discuss and David and I will answer them. Some of them might be quick answers. Some of them might turn into conversations that are dragged out too long. And I already know who, who who's going to be the the uh, the person who does that. And yep. it's not going to be David. <laughs> Dude, dude. So before we we move forward, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of fans, I don't. I still feel weird saying or calling it that. But I was at a cafe today, right? I was just studying. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah. So I was just chilling. I just finished the class. I felt like I wanted to change the pace. I'm just chilling, and then this guy walks up to me, and he's like, "Hey, I'm." Um, I listen. You're 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 from the artist Notepad, right? And I'm like, I I would never in like, in this early on in like our po- podcast career, think that someone would notice me or like know who I am because of our podcast. And then we ended up chatting for a bit. Shout out to you, Charlie. Um, his Instagram is at portrait underscore of underscore innocent underscore X. <laughs> But he was a dope guy. He just approached me and was like, oh, like, like I've listened to your pod, blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, so it was a cool experience, man. Do you do you think he looked at your picture first or, or, hold, hold okay. like, just give me a sec here. I'll give you a do sec. you think, you know, when you like, when you hear someone's voice and you picture what they look <laughs> like, but you, you always get it really wrong. Mm. Do you think he just got it so right that he saw you and before he even heard you talk, he was just like, that's David from the Artist Snowpad. Dude, I, I actually think that's a good question because like the guy had his back turned. When I walked in, it was, it was like he would have maybe saw like seen me from his peripheral, but I don't think he turned around the whole time. And then I don't know, like after like an hour. So you think he minutes, heard you talk and then Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Cause like I've never met the guy before, but he was a he was a cool, cool bloke. Well, it's safe to say that we are no longer joking now when we say that we are famous. Because, Bro, we're famous. Well, at least you are, David, but you so know, I, I'm going to sort of ride on that wave and I'm going to take, <laughs> you know, some take kind some of credit, credit for that. So, yep. If you recognize mm-hmm. you, you probably would have recognized me. Come on, let's be real. All let's right. Be fair I'm not going to try to feed your ego too much, but I must say that a lot of friends. It's been fed. It's been fed. A lot of friends have said to me that they think your voice is really good. You have that radio podcast Ooh. voice. More than That's they said it to me. So it hurt my feelings, Loki, but they think your voice is really good. So that's that. That's really nice of them. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate that. Legit like a handful. I don't think I do, to be honest. I think I just, yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of like my voice, unless I've been talking a lot during the day and like nice and warmed up, mm-hmm. my voice, you know, I'll sound like I'm going through puberty still. So, um, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we get into the questions, Jack? Hit me with them, David. Hit me. <clears throat> All righty. Should we go from my page or the tan page? Where should we start? Go in whichever order you like and I will I will just follow you. Okay. 
We're gonna go. We're gonna hit all of them, right? So we'll see. First question from. We're gonna just keep everyone mysterious, because the people. No, that let's give shoutouts. You reckon? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. First question comes from Evelyn Park, and she asks. Well, not really a question, but state like a topic for us to discuss: cultural appropriation brackets question mark in art slash music. Hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I think that cultural appropriation is a real thing, but I think it gets chucked around way more than is valid. Um, if you like pop music, then that's cultural appropriation. If you like, um, if you even like things like hip hop, that's cultural appropriation. Hip hop came from taking records that were not hip hop because hip hop wasn't a thing and spinning them together, making like disco <clears throat> hip hop and things like that. So like every single, if we're talking about music, every single piece of music derives from some other genre. And so that's part of creating is borrowing and recreating um or mm -hmm. reappropriating if you want to call it that sometimes there's things where um people do like really like that it's it's not a smooth bridge between two things so they'll sort of, okay i'll give you a good example actually yeah. have you seen the adele photo recently where she's wearing the jamaican bikini actually haven't i've, I've seen you that haven't. she lost a lot of weight I know that, but I haven't seen the Jamaican bikini thing. Look at look it up right now. Sure. I'll okay, keep talking. Dale. Um Yep. And basically like there's a huge uproar because she's got her hair in um oh, in see. braids, I think. I actually can't remember what her hair's <laughs> doing. I think it's in braids. It, look, but, um, it looks kind of photoshopped. Here, let me let me re jog your memory. This is what it looks like. There you go. Yeah. Um and Bro, she lost so much weight anyways yes she did um <clears throat> there's there's been a lot of people who have an issue with that um and the crazy thing is is most of the photos that have been shared in the media they've actually cut down the photo they've cropped the photo because there's two black guys in the back who i assume are jamaicans and they've cropped them out deliberately to make it look like she's just done this on her, on her own when clearly she's at some kind of like event right. where she has been hanging out with Jamaicans and they've given her a makeover. Like, yeah, she didn't do that hair herself. Yeah, <laughs> so of course. that looks hard to do. She also in the, um, in the post, cause it was on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She also said something about loving Jamaica or like some kind of emoji showing that like she loves Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So for me, mm -hmm. that's like celebrating Jamaican culture. Right. But yeah. some people would call that cultural appropriation. I just see that as celebrating Jamaican culture. Yeah. And a lot of the time in art, I think almost 90% of the time, maybe even more when people borrow things from different genres or different cultures, they're celebrating them as opposed to stealing them and not respecting them. There are some things which they have a big cultural significance. And I think that's why people are getting quite worked up about Adele and her hair, because hair in Jamaica has a big cultural significance. Yeah. Um, the reason why like dreadlocks and things exist is connected to slavery. Um, mm. And so I can understand to an extent why some people get upset about that. 
But at the same time, she's celebrating the culture, right? She's she's celebrating it with love. She's not disrespecting. And so I only think that it's cultural appropriation, if we're going to call it that, is a bad thing when there's disrespect there. Um, and most of the time, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it isn't disrespectful. It's celebrate celebratory. So that's my opinion on cultural appropriation. Um, so like but, the question is, like, if we just take a step back and then define it, right? Would you say cultural appropriation is when you pimp out or like use to your own benefit um, by taking what you think is fashionable or cool from a culture and then just use it to um, your own way? Would you say that is cultural? Uh, but even, even saying it like that, I think that it's got a negative twist on it already. I would just say sure. it's borrowing certain things that you like from or think are cool from different cultures and like... Um, putting them in more of a context of whatever your culture is. Um, mm. I, I think sometimes it is done badly. Sometimes it is disrespectful and it shouldn't be done. But in my opinion, a lot of the time, I think it's done in a way that's respectful or celebratory. And maybe I'm being naive here, but mm. I don't see people doing this stuff to as a, as a sign of disrespect. Um, I see it as a sign of, we love this, so we want to do this. And mm. sometimes when they're doing it from a place of ignorance and naivety, it's still coming from a place of, I really like that, so I wanted to bring that into my music. Like, mm. another Jamaican example, I, this isn't intentional, but, excuse me, is reggae. Like, yeah. re- you hear reggae themes in a lot of music, like pop music and stuff these days. Mm. And it's because people love the sound of reggae. It's not because they're intentionally, like, stealing it from Jamaican culture and, like, disrespecting the roots of it. They just love the sound of it and it makes them feel good. That's why they take it. Um, yeah. So I, I just... A lot of the time, I think that it's blown out of proportion, but... Mm. Um, it seems that... Yeah. It seems like a lot of cultural appropriation examples, even if you just um, search it up on, like, Google, right? It seems to be um, taken from, like, African or... Um, just black culture yeah or like even like um um what do you call it like indigenous culture if we talk about like um yep indians or hispanic culture hispanic or yeah which is interesting i can't really think of many um music or like because the original topic was in arts and music right um one of the images that I saw like, or I come across was like Katy Perry in the Egyptian kind of outfit. But even then, I don't know if like, as you said, it's like offensive. Maybe because I I don't have that connection with Egyptian or Jamaican culture that I don't see it as a bad thing. But you who is, you who are Jamaican, so like you're saying it, it doesn't seem like... Yeah, but I, I don't pretend to speak on behalf of all Jamaicans. Like, personally, yeah. I don't have a huge problem with people having dreadlocks, mm. like, who aren't... who don't, like, respect the roots of that. But I totally respect people who do. It's just my opinion on it. So I don't pretend to speak for all Jamaicans or, like... Uh, yeah, I, sure. I just... I just personally think that most of the time it's done for... Um, from a place of love, not disrespect, but I can see how people get offended by it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. Yeah. I think we can move on. I actually don't have much to say on it. Yes, we can. Um, the next question. 
which I think we can go past pretty quick, pretty quick as well. This one is maybe from just use first names. First names. What's yeah, his first name? Yeah, for now we we'll just use first names. Taeyun. This is from Taeyun, aka um, Goyo, a guest that was on. He asked. <laughs> okay, so now we know who he is. Because <laughs> I feel like if he's listening, then he'll know and he'll feel loved. But the question is, what music you dislike and why? <laughs> David? Um, I feel like I'm a lot more um, broad in my musical taste now, but I still don't really like hard style or EDM. And I think that's been that way since I started to explore music, but I had to create or be part of an ensemble, my last ensemble, which we had to make hard style. And I was assigned to arrange the track and I've never arranged um, hard style before, but we did a good job. <laughs> Let's just call it that. So I don't feel like musically, it's just not very exciting for me because you just know what's going to happen. So mm. I don't really like hard style, to put it simply. So that's for me. It's just not exciting. Even though it's meant to be a, like a genre of music that builds excitement and it's uh, celebrated in rave culture, um, drug culture maybe, but it doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Jack? Um, I don't dislike any music, any style of music. Mm. I dislike songs, but I don't dislike styles of music. It's just wow. Yeah, I I can appreciate every type of music, and um, such an in the right guy. context, in the right context, in the right mood, whatever, I can like it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I it, it's not like I listen to every genre, mm -hmm. but I don't hear something and go. There's nothing that I don't like. So there's nothing that I like about this. You know, every genre I've heard has cool things in it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, it's a boring answer, but I, I just don't like yeah. have anything that I would rule out completely. Yeah, that's all right. You're boring most of the time. Especially working at anyway. gigs when like the sort of stuff you hear at, at gigs where you're just like, okay, I would never listen to this like outside, mm. but this is going on off and i'm enjoying it mm. like i don't listen to metal right yeah, but yeah. i've i've done and i've engineered some metal gigs and i'm just like this is sick like yeah. the whole crowd just going crazy and the energy in the room it's just like wow i i understand right now like i get this right now um that, that might be why people enjoy a certain type of genre as well it's the experience you get from live music mm. that changes your perception so even for me, well, that's maybe rave culture, bro. Like, yeah, people maybe. aren't listening to. I mean, people do listen to hard style like by themselves mm. and stuff. But the mm. times where hard style is really celebrated is at raves. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I would be a hard style fan if I went to one rave while I was underage. As my change your life, it would have changed my life. Maybe. Anyways, you would have changed your name from David to Raved. Exactly. They would call me Raved Chun on the streets. <laughs> That's what they'd say. <laughs> Raved, the uh, backseat bandit. Yes. Next question. Why do you look like that? And this is asked from my own sister, Joanna. Um, Why do you look like that, David? Well, when mom and dad, um, they <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm a product of uh, mom and dad. Uh, let's say, let's just say that. No way, same. What? Really? Yeah. How crazy oh, is that? That's crazy. So we have the same parents. Brother. <laughs> Got you good. Got you good. <laughs> no, nah, I just checked on my checked on some Doritos. No, nah, I was just really um, funny, wasn't I? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's my puberty. <laughs> All right. Next question. You use of N words in K-pop. Asked by, um, what's her name? EJ. Well, David, you hinted to me that there is another, there's another, like, there's some kind of context to this, but yeah, without context, obviously, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Next question. What's the context, though? Okay, I'll give the context. <laughs> just, just, so the, just so that, like, um, um, K-pop and... Oh, K-hip-hop, it says. Ah. Same thing. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but... Um, so... Still no. It is the same thing, because... Still know because um there's a Korean word that sounds like the N word and I'm gonna say it because I'm not saying the N word it's nigga <gasps> but it sounds like it actually sounds like the N word right but it just means uh you did or you are kind of thing you said that to me it's like nigga hechana it's like you did that to me it's like but it sounds like the N word so I think it's meant to be a joke <laughs> good old jokes good old jokes I love them. Next question. This comes from Eli. What do you guys mm. think about BLM? What do I think about BLM? Mm -hmm. That it's good. <laughs> Next what? question. Like, so wait, 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 wait. What? So yeah, yeah. Um, what is what is that? What do you think that means? I think he's just asking overall thoughts, maybe just to expand on what we think or what we believe BLM is, or just our thoughts on it. Yeah, because it's what do you guys think about BLM? BLM is a movement that is supporting the fact that Black Lives Matter because some people don't treat Black Lives as if they do matter. And so I'm all on board. I'm not on board every single action done by mm -hmm. someone who supports Black Lives Matter because just because we believe in the same thing like that Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that we believe in every other thing mm. they could be on board for Black Lives Matter but they could also be um, I don't know a homophobic person mm -hmm. and so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't align with that person so as I don't know whether this is referring to some of the actions can like carried out by like um, riots which have turned violent. Some of them, like the the minority, um, my answer is the same: is that those people don't represent the whole movement. Just because they think that Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that they're instantly the ideal citizen, and it doesn't mean that I agree with every single thing they do. So, do I believe in the Black Lives Matter movement? Absolutely. Do I believe in every single person who follows the Black Lives Movement? No, I don't. Mm. I think um, to some to some extent, I'm the same as you, where I believe that Black Lives Matter. Um, I don't 
think I have to tread lightly here. I don't think I agree with everything that the Black Lives Matter movement stands for. I just want to leave it at that. And if people want to have further discussion, I think I'm up for it, but I want to leave it there. Okay. Next I, question. I have no idea what you're talking about, so maybe we'll yeah. have that conversation afterwards off air. Yes. Don't worry, Next guys. Next question is... I'm a, I'll deal with him if he's being, if he's being <laughs> naughty. I'm not being naughty. I think I'm quite reasonable. Um, but the next question is, what do you guys, or what do you think the worst crime is? Do you think there is ever any justification for it? Which, I don't know. Um, both questions seem like there wasn't a, some sort of response that um, they wanted from us. But, yeah. What do you think is the worst crime? Do you ever think there is ever just any justification for it? Um, I don't know if there is the worst crime. I think that each crime has its individual um, context to it. Like, um, you could say killing someone, but then that has different... Yeah. Like, does that mean that killing someone at war is the same as killing someone um, because you're, like, stealing their money? Or because, I, I don't know, like... There's different context to everything. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't really answer that question. Like, yeah, it's a, I, I think that there's two factors and it's to do with the action and also the intent and the intent. Like if you had to kill one person to save the rest of the world, it's always like that idea of is that justified? Like the action at the end of the day, it's bad action and it's not good. Like killing someone is never good. But if it's for the greater good, then obviously it complicates things a lot more and I'm not... Um, enlightened enough to to answer whether that's justified or not. I, I have no idea. Um, mm. So, yeah, sorry. That's I'm just delivering the unsatisfying answers today, and that's another <laughs> one. I'm sure when we get to um, some other questions, we'll have a deeper discussion, but it's all right. We'll just pump through these. There's quite a few questions we have today, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a worst as well. Um, but if I was to pick one, maybe taking someone else's life, whether it be on accident or premeditated, I think, um, yeah, I think there's a weight to losing someone that is dear to you, um, that, yeah, there's not much that you can do to justify um, I think I would put torture worse than murder, and I I think in within mm -hmm. torture I would include um, like actually maybe I shouldn't go there, but like other crimes. There's probably another crime that a lot of people are thinking about. Um, yeah, yeah. And I include that in torture. Mm. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going down the dark hole, but maybe okay. I don't know if this question will help, but thoughts about <laughs> thoughts about drug use, which <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this question's implying. Like, is it prescribed drugs? Is it illegal drugs? Is I it... think we're talking about illegal drugs. Okay, well, my answer is if you're doing it in a safe place with people who care about you around you, and you're not 
going to hurt anyone else, like you're not putting other people in danger, then like as long as you're sensible with your use, go for it. I, it's it's not my it's not my decision. I don't take drugs, but if if you want to do it, you do it safely, you do it responsibly. Cool. I I, I don't care. Like it doesn't it doesn't affect me. Yeah. At the point where it starts affecting other people negatively, at the point where you start being irresponsible not to others but also to yourself, that's when I'm like, no, I'm not on board. But mm-hmm. um, if you're doing it safe, if you've got it under control, and if you have people around you who are going to look after you and you're not hurting anyone else, then cool, go for it. Mm. I think um, the question is quite far-reaching because I have experience of um, drug use. Um, yeah, but I think speaking as the person I am today, I think I don't condone it. I still have a lot of friends that I meet here and there um, that are quite frequent users. And I think I'm, in most cases, the um, party pooper in some sense because I know the effects of drugs on the body. I know the... Um, how much money they might be wasting. Um, I know that some people don't react um, good to it so that I try to stop it if I see that it's occurring. (laughs) Unless like, just say it's a party and I'm not going to go up to every single person and be like, hey, stop taking drugs. Excuse me, that's hurting my feelings. It's not like that, but I think it's if it's people that I care about and it's like... They can still have fun with me and the people that are with me without the use of drugs. Then I say, yeah, let's let's not do that. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, if you're talking about the issue that I have with drugs, is my thing is the issue is that people feel that they need it. That's my issue. Mm. Um, but like, and you the sort of problems you touched on there, David, they all fit into what I was saying about when it stops being responsible, when you're being irresponsible to yourself or others. Mm. That's when I have an issue with it. If it's under control, it's not like disabling your life or um, disabling others' lives. Then uh, like I I wouldn't do it myself. And it's probably for similar reasons to you, David. I know what it can do. I know the risks and I don't see the benefits outweighing the risks Mm. um, or like just the downright detriments, which is I don't like being um, separated from consciousness and reality because that's where it's all happening i know other people who've had like these um spiritual experiences on drugs will tell you otherwise they'll tell you that after coming back it feels like <laughs> it's no i'm serious there's there are drugs no out no no which, I, I thought of someone when you said that that's why like right yeah. and that they'll come back and they'll they'll tell you that this isn't even the real world this is just the way that our brains like are making sense of it and yeah. under like things like dmt ayahuasca drugs like that <laughs> then your eyes get oh, open man. to a like wider reality. I've never experienced that because yeah. I've never done any anything like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm pretty satisfied with, with my reality, like satisfied enough that I, um, I wouldn't try and enhance it using a drug. Yeah. I like being sober now, man. I used to mm. be a mad pothead and I liked being um, high all the time as well. But that being said, David, we are both drinking beers right now. So yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But I don't, I don't drink 
to the point of like just being drunk and wasted. Neither do I, man. I'm only just 10 having, beers in right now. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's no just problem. um it's just 10 12 <laughs> beers, like just a average What's that? What's average you know, Monday? What's what's your what's, you know, 13 beers in an hour, you know? You know? Yeah. That's fine. Harmless. Nah, but yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned like DMT and like um those type of drugs, like hallucinogens, because like <laughs> um without name dropping, there's a friend I have who <laughs> always every time I bump into him, like he t- he calls me a coffee connoisseur because I just love coffee and like I tell him like we go have go to nice cafes and stuff. But he's uh <laughs> if I'm a coffee connoisseur, he's an acid connoisseur because he just he just knows <laughs> and all this terminology and he's telling me about his wildest trips, bad trips, good trips, all that spiritual awakenings. Um, it's interesting. It's quite interesting. Man, I've heard some stories of people literally having life changing like um trips. Yeah, man. Where they just have such a healing experience and it like heals like serious trauma that they've had. There's there's a study going on right now which is having great results um, mm. of using ketamine to help with mental illness and it's having very good results. Yeah. Um, uh, just we, a disclaimer this, before you go on, we don't yeah. condone you, the use of drugs <laughs> on this podcast. We, this is just sure. purely speaking our thoughts and like what Jack has read on articles or something. But... Please continue. Well, this was told to me by a researcher. Like th- this is, mm. this, this is, is like, like a real, real, this is deal. a real study. It's not it's just like deal. some dudes in a garage having ketamine and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I feel good. No, <laughs> this is like a proper like study. Um, oh, and it's an Australian study. Yep. And um, I think it might be Black Dog Institute doing it, possibly. Wow. Yep. Might have that wrong, but um, yeah. It's having great results. I think there's a place for a lot of this stuff within our society, just like marijuana there's a place in medicine for it um it's just when it gets abused you know like i think that a lot of drugs are stigmatized a lot because in reality like alcohol is much more dangerous than than some of the more accessible drugs but we don't really talk about it like that it's stigmatized so we're just like oh it's so dangerous it will rot your brain this and that and it's just like Mm. meanwhile these kids are going out at 16 and getting absolutely pissed on alcohol yeah and which is just not a smart thing to do yeah as you just said it's like you're a growing human being and you're just pumping your body with stuff that it's never it shouldn't be exposed to to that degree but at the same time it's like man it's yeah Meanwhile, like cannabis uh, can do some like extraordinary things in medicine that they've shown. Like, yeah. It's one of the few things that can batter, battle cancer cells that we've found. And it's yeah. like, yeah, there, there's a place for this stuff, I think. Um, but yeah. it needs to be regulated. It needs to be used responsibly. And it needs to, yeah. Weed is an interesting one because people respond to it very differently. How I like to see it is nine out of maybe eight or seven actually let's say eight eight out of ten people when they smoke weed they don't function very highly but there's the two out of ten the twenty percent that are super high functioning weed smokers and Mm. i've only met a very um, few of these type of people where they smoke like just joints after joints (laughs) every day but you can't even tell that they're high until they tell you. Like an example is I met this real estate guy who came to my cafe and he asked for a cappuccino with five sugars. And even from that, <laughs> I was like, okay, something's up. I'm like, wait, 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 five, five, five sugars? sugars, five sugars. And he's like, he has sunnies on. And I'm like, five sugars, right? I heard that right. And he's like, yep. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. And then he's like, he leans over to me, right? 
he leans real close and he's just like, okay, this is a secret just between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so stoned right now, bro. <laughs> and as he says that, he legit, like a scene from a movie, he drops his um, sunnies and then you just see his like eyes. Cyclops from the X-Men. It's just yeah, like man. red light. Just, just red like light <laughs> is beaming. Um, but yeah, and then he's just having a straight conversation with me explaining he's in real estate. He's boss knows that he's on weed but he functions really well and i said it myself i'm like dude how are you how do you do this every day and i'm and he's just like i don't know man it's just it's just like this and then we talked about snoop dog and yeah <laughs> right anyways anyways that's that's our thoughts on drugs guys yep snoop dog um next question which comes from the same person <laughs> if you could make a vehicle with any amount of wheels you wanted, how many would you have and why? And I answered 23. Okay. On on three. Oh, I was going to. Right. Sorry. I just ruined it. Yep. Yeah. Should we 23. Add, should we say it again? On the count of three. No. <laughs> no, but I say 23. I say 23 as well. Oh. Would you, would you, do you want to expand? Why do you think 23 is the is the right number because it's the obvious answer like what how what else would you do like right obviously you'd have 10 on each side uh-huh you know yep. you'd have one in the middle and it would be like much bigger than the other two mm-hmm. like uh, other 22 and you'll only uh-huh. come down when you need a turn right because the other 20 20 no it doesn't, it doesn't side. it doesn't turn oh well, what yeah. is it why is it in the middle then just because it looks sick and it's like a it's like a little unicycle. It's got heaps of other wheels, but the wheels don't do anything unless the car tips mm-hmm. and then it leans on those wheels. Yep. Um and then you use the other wheels. Um and then there's other there's two more and they're on the roof. Um in they're case you flip roof. over. So that so that you can flip back or would you just continue on driving? No, you just keep going. Down? Just keep going. That's yeah. genius. I had a mm. different idea, but I was thinking 23 because there's, there's tw- 10 on each side, right? And they only go straight and there's two in the middle and that helps you to turn and you can spin really fast. You know what I mean? Do you get the <laughs> science? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have yet and you can spin really fast. <laughs> that's, that's the most important <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on, you got to think about these things. A 23-wheeled car. David, 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 just the last bit that you have to know is it spins really, really fast. fast. Really like fast. Like, really fast. Like, so fast that no four-wheeled car can 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 do that, replicate that. You know how, like, helicopter blades spin really fast? It's chopper fast. Yep. It's like that. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Sick. That, that was probably the best question so far. Yeah, like I'm kind of scared that the next one's gonna be a bit underwhelming because that was so powerful. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. it moved me. Next question: Why every creative feels lonely? <laughs> Why, Jack? Um, Why every creative feels lonely, bro? Because everyone feels lonely sometimes. Mm. Okay. And every creative is a person, mm-hmm. which means they fit into everybody. So that's maybe that's why every creative feels lonely. Maybe this guy's 
Oh, this is from Michael, by the way. Shout out to you, Michael. Shout out, Mikey boy. Mikey. He's been losing a little weight. He's been working out, Mikey. Good for you, Michael. I've actually lost um, a few kilos this week. We didn't, um, we didn't ask Jack. We didn't. I know, but I just thought I'd tell you. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was, I, I'm not like over, I wasn't overweight or anything, but I was just mm. sort of getting to a, a, a weight that I was just like, hmm, you know, I should be, I should be like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what was happening. I was getting a bit of a COVID baby happening. Oh, um, right. And so... It wasn't like visible or like it wasn't too bad or anything, but I just thought, you know what, let's well, be, you knew. I've, I've got a lot yeah. of time. So yeah. <laughs> I was just like, let me use the time constructively, do some exercise. And yeah. guys, easiest meal to get better at is lunch. That's what I figured out because breakfast, if you eat it or not, is generally like, it's not too bad. Like it's generally a decent meal. Um, dinner, like as long as you're not going crazy at dinner, like you're probably still eating reasonable portions and hopefully a fairly balanced diet for dinner. But mm. I feel like lunch is the one that you get really sloppy with. Personally, I get really sloppy with and like I just get lazy, don't make lunch. And so I just go out and buy it. Um, what have you been so eating just, to lose the weight? How long have you done it, done it and how much have you lost? So like, let me stress that most people won't be able to do this because I, for some reason, I'm able to drop weight really quick. But mm -hmm. basically, I was just having just fruit for lunch, pretty much, and like some nuts, just plain almonds, which I've got got one right here. Actually, I just just in case you need tea, I just yeah. Some ASMR. Actually. So that's some that's the almonds. almonds right there. Um, been drinking a lot of natural juices, like smoothies. Um, no, like artificial anything, just like just fruit. And a lot of water. Um, and yeah, I've cut out breakfast. Even though I, I was eating a good breakfast, I've stopped eating breakfast. Um, I never used to eat breakfast, but I started eating breakfast because, you know, they say it's the most important meal of the day. But then I know heaps of people who do intermittent fasting who are like yeah. super high performers. Yeah. So that's me. I don't know. Super high. Performer. I don't know how legit that is, but um, it's so legit. Yeah, and I've just been doing some exercise, which is obviously the the best strategy to losing weight is to do some exercise. Yeah. Um, and yeah, within a week or maybe ten days, I lost three kilos. So. Wow. Um, most people probably can't do that for some reason. Like I'm, I can drop it really easily if I actually like get off my ass and try and do it. I'm quite lucky in that regard. I'm sure I'll get to a certain age and it will just stop. Like. <laughs> yeah. I just. The, the numbers will start ticking up like seconds um, on the scales. But and, and just until a disclaimer then. here, Jack, Jack is not a nutritionist or uh, this just this just work for him. Yeah. So, so you might you guys why might are you being gain, so legal friendly. You guys might episode, you guys David? might gain weight from doing Jack's diet of eating nuts and fruit juice. Because what well, I want to say about fruit juice is apparently you can't you'll gain weight from fruit juice because it has no fiber. Well, it has fiber, but the what are you fruits, talking about, bro? The fruit skin, right? Like all the skin, the like. See how we were talking about the outer layer before? So the inside is the flesh, right? Fruit flesh. Yeah, but that's why you use purees. Well, you didn't say purees. Which are just all fruits. you said was fruit. Well, that's what I said. I said all natural. So there's no, it's not juice. It's like smoothies. So it's got it's just the whole fruit just like blended up. So you get everything that you would eat if you were eating those fruits, but just in a juice format. Right. Because what I what I heard is if you, even if you put it into smoothie form. Even though you put the whole fruit in, 
because it's blended, it doesn't do the job as if you were to eat just a piece of fruit. Oh, because your your body is not yeah. yeah yeah. But I mean, that's just the fiber. You can get fiber in other places. Like if you're if you're replacing stuff like as a, as David said, I'm not a nutritionist, but um, this worked for him, and he um, lost three kilos. Yeah. But oh. if you're replacing bad things with a fruit juice, I'm not sure your body's going to be like, oh, but where's the fiber? <laughs> where's the fiber, though? <laughs> where's the fiber? If you go from eating a burger and chips yeah. to having a fruit juice and some unsalted uh, almonds, mm-hmm. I think I think you're probably good, bro. Um, yeah. But it's not sustainable. Like, I'm not going to continue that like that. But yeah. um, I'm just going to be more conscious about what I eat for lunch because dinner, I normally have, like... I have a decent sized portion, but I only have like one portion. I don't go back for seconds or anything. Um, eat fairly balanced, and yeah. So we've ended up talking about my my diet for quite a bit of time now. I probably I was just going to touch on it for a second. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? Why why the artists questions? are why why are artists sad? Right? Um, no, I answered that, didn't I? Yeah. I, I guess or you so. didn't. Well, I, all I wanted to say is maybe because okay, the question was why create why every creative feels lonely, and maybe this guy is trying to say that you know if you just try to look deep into it, right? Maybe he's just trying to say creatives are misunderstood. Some creatives, not all creatives, like introvert creatives, maybe. Um, and I don't know. I way, feel like that's a the only way. The... Let me finish, Jack. Okay, before okay, you, okay. you go in there, um. <laughs> only way they can feel understood is through their art form see maybe this is what they're trying to help us to unpack you know that's what so we, david do you want, want me to, to answer about. the questions or do you want me to tell the listener what they want to hear maybe a bit of both jack maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe they want both bro i'm just trying to cater for these people our 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 Stop being a sheep, David. Stop pandering to bro. everyone. Tell them the I'm truth. That's what we're here to for. Everyone. I say my facts, but Mikey, my boy, this guy deserves what he wants to hear. You know? I got your back, Mikey. Next question. All ex, love, Mikey. All ex, love. Ex, I'm just telling you my truth. Doesn't love you like I do. Next question is from Mick. Kayla, another guest on the show. Mm. And she asks, egg sandwich. Okay, let me tell you about egg sandwich, right? I think you already did that though. Okay, okay, but just let me, just please, let me just revisit right. this very briefly. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Egg sandwich, right? Mm. Very simple. It's in the mm. name egg and sandwich. So there's, there has to be bread. Right. How many pieces there? This is two pieces, Jack. Okay. What if it's like a fold over? So it's just one. Jack. That's still a sandwich. Jack, there has to be two pieces, Jack. Okay. This is crucial. Okay. And the egg, the egg is the key player in this. Right. Where does it go? On the top, on the bottom? No, it's in, in between the bread, Jack. See? <laughs> See, I knew you would get confused by this. And this is why we have to this talk is, about it. This is tough. Like, I think you need to slow all down. Right, right. I'm guys, guys, if you're, getting, if you're getting lost here, just go take a step back. Um, press the back 15 seconds button on and, your Spotify. And stick it on half speed to listen to this because you're going to you, need you that You might get lost. You yeah, might just get lost from time, these, yeah. these deep words. But egg sandwich. <sighs> okay. 
That's it. That's it. Next question. <laughs> Bacon sandwich. No. Do you have to suffer to make good art? And this question comes from John T. Shout out to you, John T. Day one. Big supporter of the pod. Shout out, John T. Much love to you, my friend. Do you have to suffer to make good art? Oh, by the way, just on John T, he messaged me and he told me he's working on working hard on some new stuff. So, um, mm. yeah, exciting. I'm exciting. Looking forward to it. Good luck on that endeavor, John T. Um, all the best. But would you like to start with that answering that question? Do artists have to suffer? Is that? Yep. Dave, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say like another unsatisfying answer, but it's true. Everybody suffers mm-hmm. and artists fit into everybody. So I, like do artists no, no, have no, to no, suffer no, more no. than most people to create good art? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know I think if it, it's... It can be very helpful. Like suffering can create like great art, but that doesn't mean that you have to. Um, but absolutely, there's some fantastic art which has come out of, mm. excuse me, come out of a really difficult period or a really difficult event. Um, trying to think of something right now, which is like, oh, good example is, um, what's it called? Okay, I've I've got two. The first one is "Dance with My Father" by Luther Vandross. Great mm. song. Great, um, great song. And that obviously that one's to do with him losing his father, and that's a really beautiful song oh, wow. yep. um the second one i thought it was is um tears in heaven by eric clapton mm. and that's about um him losing his son which yeah. is a really beautiful song mm. um but it yeah is. there's some some songs that just like or just artwork in general that comes from really sad things but just are really really beautiful yeah um yeah, so just about tears in heaven because I just looked this up. He he lost his four year old son, mm. um, and yeah, it's yeah. I'm sure really a lot tragic. of like probably all the listeners that are listening. He right fell out of a window it. on a fifty third floor apartment. Dang. Tears in heaven is a beautiful song. Mm. I think so. What what I was just gonna say before was just that maybe you don't have to artists don't have to suffer more than like average people do but it's just um creating creating art that helps people not helps people maybe it helps people helps people um have a avenue to um express that emotion or just relate to it which they would find a lot of maybe relief or just um yeah it just moves them in that way whether it be the lyrics, whether it be the melodies that ac- accompany it, um, I feel like if you if an artist suffers, um, it bears, um, f- it can bear fruit that um, listeners can really enjoy. Like an example, without something that we discussed mm. um, in in depth is like "To Pimp a Butterfly," and I feel like Kendrick's suffering, Kendrick's um, voiced for uh, his community, his his. Um, city in Compton like it created something that's beautiful and became an anthem and a um, avenue for people who don't have that voice so I feel like yes but no because like I, as as you said earlier Jack um there are art 
that there is art that is created that's not maybe um, well because you got love songs right which are based on really positive like yeah feelings so um yeah i think that positive songs can be just as powerful like positive events can be just as powerful in art as um negative ones Mm. but thanks for can suffering help absolutely Mm. um it definitely can help yeah. I do I do think though that everyone, not just artists, has a possibility of creating a beautiful thing out of suffering though. I mean yeah. um we talk about post traumatic stress a lot. I think I might have mentioned this, but post traumatic growth is absolutely a thing where you go through a tough event but you grow out of it and you blossom out and you become like better than you were before. So that's beauty coming from suffering. Yeah. So I don't think it's just artists. It's just artists expressing that beauty within their music um, the same way that we would express it by Mm. like David, you telling me your testimony about how you came from a place where you were suffering and then blossomed into a more like a beautiful, beautiful lifestyle that you've got going on. So um, Mm. yeah, like you sharing that with, with us is like the same way, I guess, as saying an artist would be sharing a, a blossoming moment for, for them. Yeah. Or maybe just a really sad moment as well. Not obviously, not every sad moment creates a um, a beautiful thing. Sometimes it's just really tough to watch or listen. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that because, like, on the on that opposite side of the spectrum, you can look at, as you said, love songs, and or even like um, you mentioned "Tears in Heaven," but the opposite might be um, "Isn't She Lovely" by Stevie Wonder, where it's mm. about his daughter. So it's like, mm. yeah. Cause that, there's a beauty Which is a both. beautiful song. That's yeah, a, man. such a nice song. Yeah. Yeah, man. Never gets old in that one. Mm. But yeah. Cool. Next question. Are we ready to keep going? Of course we are. Good. Next question is from a new listener, new follower of the pod. Um, shout mm-hmm. out to you, Karen. Karen. Shout um, out, Karen. Thanks for the follows. Yeah. Your name might be getting some hate these days in media, but we know you're not that type <laughs> of Karen. So, yeah, much love to you. She asks, or she puts it to our discussion, adds to our discussion by saying, young people participation in politics. Do you want to go first on this one? Sure, because, yeah, because I think you've been studying most of it, but it, yeah, sure, I'd love to. Um. I think, because like if we try to define the word participation, I think the first um, image that comes to my mind when I think of participation is like um, going on. What do you call it? I can't remember. I can't think of the word right now. On not marches. What is it called? On um, protests. I think the mm. image of protests because of especially this year and the. Um, circumstances and the situations that arise this year uh, with BLM and stuff. Um, that's the first image I kind of think of. But if we take a step back, I think participation can start from um, doing your research and knowing what is going on in the world of politics. And I think, if I'm honest, I know I really don't know much in depth about politics, but I think even from an, being an outsider looking in, there's just so much depth into it and there's so much that goes on that I feel like it already exhausts me because I feel like I just know the surface and like I know different things, but the depth of it and what everything entails, it's like 
bit of a headache. So in one sense, I think I advocate research and understanding and knowledge of what's actually going on in this world and different political views and things. But um, at the same time, um, hmm, how do I put this? Yeah, there's different ways to participate. And if you're not knowledgeable and you, if you don't really know why or what what you might believe, because we're talking about young people, then I feel like it's better not to be involved until you know what you're actually um, going for, if that makes sense. You get what I'm trying to say? I get what you're trying to say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um. What's interesting is you. Your first thought was Black Lives Matter, right? No, nope. for me, Black Lives Matter, but they're just the image of protests. I was sure, just referring okay, to yeah, that, yeah. and like, yeah. Anyway, regardless, like the idea of protests, right? Sure. For me, that didn't even like cross my mind, and the reason why is kind of the reason why. What's well, kind of the basis of everything that I think about this topic, and that is that I think most young people these days, they don't associate societal change and activism with politics because we've grown up in a world where politics is absolute bs like mm. it's just it it doesn't make sense um because everything is so extreme yet so blurred at the same time where like people mm. are arguing the same points but fighting each other about it where mm. what is considered left wing or right wing is becoming completely like flipped um like some some left-wing views these days are so against what left-wing views like originated as for example like um left-wing a big big part of like uh what left-wing extremists are saying these days is about like policing language and how um you have to say certain things or you can't say certain things because people will get offended and stuff. And PC like that culture. is that. Yeah. And that's, that mm. goes against like a big thing that like left wingers were pushing for way back when, when they were pushing for the working class to have a voice, to be able to speak and to be able to like speak your voice, like speak. Right. And, and now it's like, that doesn't even seem to be a left wing concept anymore. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I know heaps about politics, but I've been studying it a little bit this year because I feel like I should. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the the issue with young people getting involved in politics is we we don't see any positive change happening. We don't see any people who we can identify with. We don't see anyone that we like. Like, I can't remember the last time that I saw a politician who I warmed to. I guess it's Barack Obama, mm -hmm. but even Obama had serious flaws in stuff that he did, which... Mm -hmm. um, there's an argument, and I, I haven't heard this fleshed out, but by people who I respect saying Trump has been so far a better president for black people than Obama. Mm. Now, I haven't heard that fleshed out yet, mm -hmm. but there is apparently um, there are some policies which Obama had in place which were quite detrimental to black people. Um, and mm. that seems crazy. So I, like, I'm not saying that I believe that or not because I haven't read up on it enough, but... Um, when you got clowns as politicians like we have in the US with with Trump and how we got in the UK with Boris Johnson, like it's just 
these are the people that you're that are supposed to inspire. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Are these the sort of people who are supposed to inspire like us young people to get involved in politics? Because no, that they're not. I'm sorry, but like, I'm not saying that it's all the the role, uh, the responsibility of the people who came before today's youth to ins- to like encourage the youth to get involved in politics. But really, they have to be doing more. Like, mm. I, I feel like the youth are looked down on a lot when it comes to politics because we don't care. But the reason why we don't care is because we feel like we've got no power in politics. We feel like nothing we say or do will really have much of a change on what politicians do. Um, now, I think that that is wrong, but I also think that there's a good reason why plenty of the youth f- feel that way. And I, I, yeah, I don't think we feel like our voice is heard and I don't think we feel like the stuff that's talked about in that we see on the news the things that seem to be causing such a big fuss often are the things that we we're not really they're not on the top of our priority list we're we're thinking about more um street level issues like sure i don't know like i think if politicians started talking more about things like racism started talking like australian politicians i mean started talking more about racism started talking more about um sexual assault started talking more about mental health started talking about all these things that our generation feel really passionately about all those things then i think they'd get more of a response out of us but i don't think that um politicians are trying to appeal to a young a young like generation um and because of that we're just not really interested we're not really involved and um obviously that's a generalization there are some young people who are so on top of this stuff but in australia Mm. i just don't think that many of us are because we just don't see anything that makes us excited to actually make a difference or anything because i believe like i struggle to believe that the youth has much of a voice in politics um and that's why I don't invest that much time in it. I, if I want to make a social change, I try and do it myself instead of going through the powers of B. Um, yeah, it's it's complicated and it's it's not at all a black and white issue. But I feel like when campaigning is happening, I feel like more could be done to involve the youth. Um, and I feel like we are looked down on a lot as because we seem disinterested. But we're not disinterested in change. We're just disinterested in politics because it just feels like BS. It just feels fake. Mm. And there's a good reason why it feels that way. Because I feel like I feel like to a certain extent, there's the the feeling of not having your voice heard is far reaching, depending on what kind of side you're on. But then that's the thing with politics is that like you there will always be a feeling of like your voice is not being heard. What's your point? (laughs) Uh, Are you saying it's not a good enough excuse for the youth to be disinterested? Um, I just want to say, I think if, if you, if you are to be involved, I think you have to know deeper before you act. Um, I think I see, um, I can't speak for all the youth, but there's many people who might um, deep dive into action before 
really knowing what they think they believe is what I think. No, they know what they believe. They just don't know all the policies surrounding it, right? But that's what I'm saying. That's what, like, I feel like if you don't know, like, what it's all about, then, like, to a certain extent, you you don't know what you're trying to push forward for. Well, could you give an example? Because I'm kind of confused about what you mean. Like, Mm, like... An example would be like even if we just think about um, voting when it comes to voting for um, voting in Australia, we're all in the age where we're um, we're allowed to vote. We have that voice and we have that um, vote. And I think many, as as you said, many people think that, um, yeah, maybe I just haven't had this conversation enough. But I get the feeling that many of us think that our votes don't matter, kind of thing, where. I don't know if it, it is like that. I feel like... I think um, I, I think that they don't think that our votes don't matter. They just think that the vote doesn't matter because we're just going to end up with a pretty similar version of what we had before. Mm. Mm. I, I feel like the difference between parties has become so blurred that it's just really people disagreeing about stuff um, for the sake of disagreeing about things sometimes. Like... I couldn't really tell you what the main, like what what the big differences are between Labour and Liberals in Australia because it's it's so opaque mm. now. It's just, it's not as clear as it used to be. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I was saying before about the left wing and right wing in the US. Like things are just so strange. They're so extreme, but so crossed over now. And mm. it's hard to follow, as you said. But it's also hard to get interested when it just feels like a game. Like it feels it's like... It's not going anywhere. Kind it's of not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Shall we leave it at that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. As this question, this next question, which is our last, um, excites me a little bit more. <laughs> Our last question, Jack, unless we have more to add from like what we discussed today is don't be shy. This this comes from Xpreaky. And today I found out a fun fact about Xpreaky. Xpreaky. Yeah. Do you remember Xpreaky from our... Yes, I do. Yeah. How shout out to you. Xpreaky. She, she, it's a she. Okay. That's a fun fact. I can't tell you how I know now, but um, yeah, I know now. What do you mean you can't tell me, you know? (laughs) Which sounds creepy. Sounds so creepy. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'll just explain it because if we give... I thought this was going to be the zero context pod, but I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) She she follows and supports a lot of the Korean-Australian artists that I'm familiar with as well in Sydney. And um, yeah, she follows a lot of friends that I know and... She talks to them sometimes and um, yeah, she, she I, I met someone today at a cafe, a friend of mine, shout out to you, Isaac. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, I know Xpre- like, I know I'm butchering her name and I'm sure we're not <laughs> saying it right. We just decided to call her Xpreaky, but oh yeah, I know Xpreaky. She's, um, she's, she's mad. She supports everyone. And I'm like, she, and he's like, yeah, it's a she. And then I'm like, no, it's not. It's did like, we, did we say he? 
I think so. I'm pretty. I think I just said them. I think I kept it neutral. Maybe I did go I'm, he. I'm pretty sure we said he in our last episode. So apologies oh. for that. Um, Sorry, Xpreaky on Fleeky or whatever it was. Xpreaky on Fleeky is a she. And she wants us to talk about anime. Anime. Don't be shy. Talk about anime. Well, let's talk about it, David. Yeah. Anime is uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Japanese word for animation. Um, <laughs> what? And uh, it's, it's a genre of... Uh, Oh man. Of animation. Uh-huh. Um, great buddy. Just keep going. Originating from Japan. Um mm-hmm. <sighs> You're like a first year uni student trying to go up to the two thousand word mark by just repeating. And they... it's mostly in Japanese. <laughs> um but then you've you've got yeah. some stuff that's dubbed, um, mm-hmm. which means that which they is not as good. It just ruins English it. English ruins um, uh, dialogue over the top. Or you've got your subtitles, and most people who are into anime will say subtitles are much better. Way better. Um, and everyone, every single, every single thing is completely over dramatized. So Which when someone says part. like "hello," they'll be like "hello," and that's so hello. How is that racist? <laughs> no, no, it's not racist. Let me tell you something about anime. It is a lot of Asian kids' um, childhood. I can't tell you one Asian kid unless they're um, super, super like whitewashed to the point where they don't get that um, Asian anime kind of upbringing. But guarantee most Asian kids would have grown up on Either Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, One Piece, you name it. These are like the oh there's some there's a f- small number of Digimon fans. Do you do you know any of these these things I'm dropping right now? Yeah, bro, I know what they all are. I just Yeah, yeah. Like I watched maybe like one or two episodes of Naruto. Yeah. Um I watched Remember Toaster TV, a bro? tiny bit of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. I don't think I ever watched any Digimon, but I know I had some Digimon. Digimon, um, digital. Was Beyblades also? Yes, Beyblades yeah. pretty lit. I used to have some Bey- Beyblades. I had some of those. Um, that was pretty gangster. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh there was one lit. that I watched. Um, it was like Dragon Racer, Dragon, Dragon Racer, Dragon Racing, or something like that. I don't, I don't know. know which. So not Dragon Racer. Is that one? But my all-time fave has to be One Piece. There's this storytelling of being a pirate, being free and roaming in a weird world that just excites the Asian boy in me. And the main character is made of rubber. Come on, like, that's a great start already. He can stretch. He's like Mr. Fantastic. Is it Mr. Fantastic? Fantastic Four? But he's, he's cooler because he's, um, he's a rubber man. Amazing. Yep. Did you find your Dragon Slayer, Dragon no, Racer I, thing? No, I didn't. Cool. I didn't. But they these were dragons, but they didn't fly, and they ran, and people... people wait missed. a sec, wait a sec. I think I know what you're talking about. This isn't anime, bro. This is like a Western animation. It's like... Was what's it? What's it called? I don't Tri- remember this. 
Dragon Racer? Did no, what you it's type not in? That. It's not. I I tried Dragon Racer, Dragon Race. Um, <laughs> ran out of ideas. Cause, Dragon, cause, I tried Dragon Racing as well. It wasn't there either. Because um, because you know you know it clicked to me just now when you were saying that because they don't fly they run right. Was and that, I remember was that a I remember. Show? Yeah, because I remember what you're talking about. Because it's like, release the dragon. dragon. Yes, yes, yeah. that one. Let me search that what up. What is release. that called? Oh, release but that's just dragon. gonna come up with the song by um, what's what's Cisco? Release. Oh no, it did come up with it. Unleash the dragon is the the oh, Cisco song. Unleash. No, 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 that was a Cisco. Oh, dragon booster. Dragon that's what it booster. Is. Bro, this was actually lit. I actually watched this too. It was a good show. Yeah, man. It was a good show. So this isn't an anime, is it? Yeah, this isn't. So anime, as you said, is is usually Jap is Jap Japanese origins. This but is isn't um, this set in Japan and it's. No, I don't think I... so. No. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. This is a, a Canadian science fantasy animated series <sighs> by Rob Travellino. And I Kevin almost Moller. got involved. But it, it's kind of like an anime style, though. Yeah. Like the the visuals, not necessarily the Ooh. I think oh, maybe not the, really, hey, it isn't. Yeah. It's it's actually looks quite different to how I remembered. Yeah. I'm watching an episode now. <laughs> Sick. During our podcast. Yeah, hit me up in twenty minutes. Okay. Unleash is it unleash or release? Release the dragon. Release it's the called dragon, dragon Booster. Dragon. Anime is pretty cool, bro. It's too far-reaching now. Dragon City is an ultra-modern urban cool. sprawl where One commercialism thrives lit. and celebrity um, is king. What's that other one called on Netflix? Oh, like, One Punch Man's cool. And then there's, like, Mob Psycho. Uh, what's that Dude, if Netflix? you want to talk about anime, get Tawanda on, and then I'll just bro. take a hike for that episode. Yeah. Can we just have... Can you co-host one day, and then on the chill episode, we'll just talk about anime. But yeah. Well, this episode's gone way too long and it's been really not very interesting. So I'm, <laughs> I feel quite sorry for like, I feel like our quality, it's, it's gone a little bit downhill, David. We need to get a guest on soon. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Today, today was a fun one, I'd still say. Let's end was on it? a posi positive, positive really? note. Positive note, Jack. I feel like, like we can kind of loosen up on these type of episodes. I but think we definitely I loosened up. I agree that we should have a guest soon. Um, we were supposed to, but um, some unfortunate events have, um, yeah, stopped us from. That's all good. Having that, so it's all good. We'll be coming with an artistry app with for you guys in the next one. So. Please yep. stay tuned. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the people that have dropped the discussion questions and topics. Much love to you yep. guys. And um, uh, David, yep. happy 25th episode anniversary. Woo! Happy Quarter 25th, century. bro. Quarter century. Maybe we should have saved that anniversary for today, hey? But yeah, man. It feels we good. were too we were keen. The, we were very keen. We were just like, oh, we hit number two as our... <laughs> Stitch it. I mean, yeah, so it's like uh. anyways. Um anything else, Jack, that you want to add before we wrap up? Um 
Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about and share with our listeners? I guess if we got any crossover between the my podcast, the Self Care Project. Sorry, I didn't have an episode this week. Um, we'll have another one next week. But um, similar thing to do with guests didn't happen. So I didn't want to force an episode. Those ones take a lot more time to put together when they're just me. So I didn't want to, yeah, throw one together without putting some research or whatever. So um, yeah, I have another one out. Thursday or Friday um, this week. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks for your um, your review on on the self-care project, by the way. I, I like how you said your favorite episode was episode four and you didn't list <laughs> what it was, which was the episode that you came on the podcast for. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a good episode. I mean, are they numbered so that people know? <laughs> that's, one, that's the only concern. Yeah. Huh? Are they numbered your your episodes like like we do? No, they're or? not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good luck episode, finding that episode. Sorry, guys. they're not numbered. But if you're if you're listening, some platforms number them automatically. Um, like they yeah. have the number next to them. Some of them don't. But my like unlike the artist notepad, my podcast isn't like it doesn't really matter whether you listen in order or not. But with that, with the with the artist notepad, we make a lot of references in here towards older episodes. So if you're just joining in now, you picked a bad episode to start, but go whiz back and you, you'll you catch up on some really good episodes. David, let's yeah. recommend a couple. Um, mm, I think one of, my, one of my all-time favorites was episode four, where we had Yura on. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed oh, that I discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, 1.5 is always a classic. Um, the mm-hmm. COVID special, that one was a goodie. Um, that was laid back. Healthy like relationships. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I liked our last really episode like with Mick. Mick. Mick was a good guest. We um, yeah, Mick was a good well guest. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good. I'd also say um, Zion Garcia was also a very good one. We talked about some great stuff there. Yeah. Um, oh wait, sorry. Episode twenty-three. Our last episode was um, the culture culture one. But yeah, Zion was really good too. Shout out to you, Zion. Basically, they were all they were all good. I'm just picking out the ones that are jumping out to me right now. But we also had Yao Does It All On. That was great. Um, who else have we had on? We've had on Jessica Jade. Um, we've had on Goyo. We've had on um, Array. We've had on Waterbar. We've had we on... We had Simon Bernardo. Yep. <laughs> yep. We had on Tawanda Bay. Um, mm-hmm. We had Mesa. Um, Mesa. We had Eli Gomez and we had a Rido, which is not in podcast format. (laughs) If you you go back to our earlier episodes, you will find out where you can find it. And Mm -hmm. I'll just cut out what David just said because he just told you where to find it. But I'll cut that out. Don't cut it out. Exclusive. Now I have to cut it out again. Are you going to bleep it out? It's like the time I said... That's only um, for when you say that phrase. I said Don't oh, now I have to find the beep noise again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> All right, well we've gone way over time. I'm yep. yeah. I'm I'm so done with this episode. I'm sorry guys. We'll we'll Why we'll be back that? on form next week. <laughs> Why would you say that? You can well, do you want me to close it off then or do you want to do the honors like you always do? Do I always do them? Oh, by saying all the socials and stuff. Yeah. Give it a go. See if you can do it. (laughs) 
Thanks for tuning in. As always, guys, please follow us and reach out to us on our socials, Instagram at The Artist Notepad, um, Facebook at The Artist Notepad, Twitter at The Artist Notepad, and you can email us at artistnotepad at gmail.com. Was that good? It was all right. We can work on it, but it was a good... (laughs) Thank you. Um, Good start. Other than that, guys... um, Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. One piece. One piece. Gama gama no.